The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? It's hard to believe that I've been doing solo episodes with you guys for nearly three years on this podcast. It's also hard to believe that this is going to be my last one. And I feel... Like it's bittersweet for me. I feel sad because I love this podcast and I love this community, but I also feel, I feel like it's time for me to step back for a little bit and to realize my own limitations. I'm someone who will push and push and push until they burn out and I'm really trying to not do that anymore and instead listen to my body and listen to the cues that it's giving me that it's burnt out and overstressed. And I'm going to tell you what those are right now. (laughs) One, my period cycles are all over the place and I'm having really bad PMS. This is not normal. I know oftentimes doctors write us off and they're like, it's no big deal if your period's coming every 34, 36 days, or if you skip a period here or there, or if you have clots, or if you have PMS symptoms, you know, this is just the way that it is. And for me, this is not normal. And I don't really think that it's normal for any of us personally. Prior to January, I was having regular cycles like clockwork with no PMS symptoms and cycles that were moderate to light and only lasted four days. That is like the antithesis of a perfect healthy cycle. And that was even with my PCOS diagnosis. So stress reduction, regularly working out, eating a diet that supports people with PCOS, drinking spearmint tea and taking proper supplements and everything was operating as it should. And then everything went haywire because of everything that transpired between Evan and I and a number of other things. And so my body's clearly saying something's wrong. Another thing is that like my immune system is overactive right now. I'm not sleeping well. My fibro flare-ups are returning like these are all signs to me that like I am just at my threshold so I need to know what I can and cannot do and respect my body and its desire to pull back and slow down I love having this platform to be able to share my experience and share my life with you guys and to be able to share stories that I find inspiring and impactful and to have experts on. And I decided to really go out with a bang. I'm a little bit nervous because I have two episodes coming up that are not going to be easy to put out. 
and it's with my mom and my sister and we are sharing with you guys some stuff that has been going on behind the scenes within our family for a while that's never been shared before and all of this really stemmed from doing the documentary which is set to come out from what I understand this month I'll keep you guys updated on that but we did this episode and right now I'm having it reviewed by a legal team to make sure it's something that I can even put out without getting sued or in trouble, which we would not. I don't need another thing on my plate right now. But it's really important that I use my platform in this way to talk about things that were going on behind the scenes that need to be brought to light. And we tried to do that in this documentary. And unfortunately, A big chunk of it got cut out and you guys are going to hear why in that podcast episode. And so, yeah, I don't, (laughs) I really feel like it's, it's almost 4th of July. Everything's burning down. So why not burn it all down? (laughs) And I don't know if that's like the healthiest thing, but I know that it's the right thing after much contemplation with my mom and my sister. And so I figured, fuck it, why not? Who cares? There's much bigger things going on in the world. And in this week's Q&A box, a lot of you guys wanted to hear my thoughts on what's going on in our country and what we can do to start taking action. I want to preface this by saying that these opinions and thoughts are my own. You may agree or disagree And that's okay. But I think we need to start having these conversations because as much of this is about abortion, it's also not about abortion at all. It's about equality. And that's it. It's literally about equality. And human rights, right? And the right to our own sovereignty and bodily autonomy. And to be totally honest, like I have not had enough time to process this myself. And I think that part of, you guys have heard me talk about this over the last three years you've been listening to my podcast and consuming my content that like the way that we're operating as a society I want to hear you guys say it with me, (laughs) is just not sustainable. It is no longer sustainable. And it's like there's so much constant chronic stress that there's no time to even process what has happened. I feel like we're not going to even process COVID for another five or six years because there's just, if we ever do, the, the lasting trauma of living through a pandemic having COVID, having loved ones who have COVID. Listen, guys, it was scary. I just got over COVID and I'm still feeling the aftermath of it. It was a weird disease. The anxiety that came with having it, you know, as someone who has a history of 
pulmonary embolism and of having blood clots. You know, I was worried on that end. And then it's just you just don't know, like if it's going to get really bad, because I know that, yeah, the majority of people who are hospitalized in my community are older. Last week, we had a 30 year old male die from COVID in my in my neighborhood. So you just don't know, you know, in the stress of parenting through a pandemic and just living in this world of constant stress doesn't really allow us time to like process what's going on. And I think that that's designed perfectly. I think they want us constantly stressed out so that way they continue to just make us focus on surviving rather than thriving. I think it's a perfect storm for that. But I remember saying to my boyfriend a few months ago, oh my God, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And he was like, there's no way. Like he could not fathom a world in which that would happen. And I was like, I think it's going to happen. And, you know, then I went back again just to my busy life. And sure enough, here we are. And it's a sad, sad day for us as a country, but also globally, because unfortunately, even though the United States is not (laughs) a shining star example by any means, I mean, just look at how sick our society is. In Western in the Western world and Western culture, this may spread, you know, into other nations, and it's a real shame. I think spiritually, on the spiritual side, and as the as I like tap into my divine feminism. The message that I got was, well, duh, they've burned us alive, you know, thinking that we were witches. They removed Sophia from the Bible, right? Like they, this is just what they do in order to suppress the divine feminine from existing, And to suppress us from our own power. Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about better and better. Healthy living takes effort and is more important than ever. Change might be hard, but existing habits are extremely powerful. That's where the new wellness brand Better and Better comes in. They embed better health and wellness into our existing habits and routines. How are they doing this? Well, with a science-backed two-in-one natural vegan toothpaste. Better and Better's toothpaste is formulated to the strictest clean ingredient standards with safe, gentle, vegan, natural, and organic ingredients that you'll recognize. They've removed all the bad stuff, no SLS, no parabens, no GMOs, no gluten, no harsh abrasives, and no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, and they've infused a single dose of vitamins that you need. Simply by brushing your teeth, an already good habit that you're doing twice a day for two minutes, with Better and Better's Energy Toothpaste, you get a micro dose of vitamins, specifically vitamin B12 and D3, two of the most necessary and lacking vitamins for most people. Vitamin D is essential for immunity, 
bone strength and mood, and most people cannot get enough from sunlight and nutrition alone. B12 is commonly lacking for those who follow a plant-based diet and is not only great for your oral health, but is also critical to your overall health in keeping oxygen flowing. There's no swelling pills, no new habits to create, and no extra cost with Better and Better. You get these essential vitamins simply by brushing your teeth. Right now, you can try Better and Better's vitamin-infused toothpaste and any of their oral care products and save with this exclusive offer just for listeners. Just use code REALITY at checkout for 20% off your first order. Visit betterandbetter.com to learn more about the science behind their toothpaste and their super clean ingredients and to shop. Don't forget you can save 20% off your first order at betterandbetter.com with code REALITY at checkout. Check out. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual, it's audible, hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. <laughs> See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. It's a real blow to this collective psyche. And I, you know, maybe none of this is making sense. Again, I haven't even really had time to process this. Plus, I have COVID brain. So all I'll say is that I'm obviously very much so pro-choice, but this isn't about pro-choice or pro-life. This is about equality and fuck the Supreme Court and fuck the whole system. I also don't like this, the predatory fucking emails and texts that I'm getting every day about how I have to shell out my hard-earned money to support blue candidates so that way they can, you know, do fuck all in the government. I'm over it. It's not, I mean, I'm going to continue to vote because that's the right thing to do. I'm not saying don't vote, guys. But what I'm saying is that our vote doesn't really count and it doesn't really matter because of the way that the system and our government is currently operating because of lobbyists, because of redlining, because of voter suppression, because the Democrats just also care more about saving face than saving lives. They do too. So, you know, it's like you are voting for the lesser of two evils in a lot of ways. And I don't know what to say. Structurally, our government is not working for the people. It's not by the people for the people at all. It's by major greed. And it's making us all sick and it's going to kill us all if we're not going to, you know, do something about it. And what that something is, I don't know. I think a general strike is a great idea shut down the fucking economy. You know, I'm sure if 30% of the population didn't show up to work, began bartering with each other and stopped, you know, buying shit for a good couple weeks, however long it took, we'd get our rights back and then some, you know? 
All right. On to other topics. You guys submitted a number of questions and I want to make sure to get them answered since this is the last q and I'm going to try to get through most of these. We're 15 minutes in, so we're going to do the best we can. All right. First things first, what do you wish you saw in the more spiritual wellness community? Mm. Mm. Okay. Number one, stop making people your guru and stop making people your followers. It's okay to have a community, but I believe that our job as thought leaders, spiritual wellness influencers, whatever it is, it's to help you give your power back to you, not to make you, you know, give your power over to someone. So that's number one. I don't like it. It can get culty and fucking weird. So knock it off. Two, stop with all the 5D bullshit. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I think that herbs, talking about herbs and supplements and stuff like that is great. If you're a natural herbalist, if you're not, stop. Stop making recommendations. You can go ahead and talk about essential oils all you want, but stop pushing them as solutions to things if you're not an actual certified aromatherapist. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't agree with it. I always say, these are my opinions. These are my thoughts. These are my experiences. I'm not an expert. I'm here to like have conversations. The other thing is like, can we just get to a place of neutrality? I feel like everything is becoming so fucking extreme. And this is what I don't want to see too. Like it's really easy in these moments when shit is really hard. And we saw this with the pandemic, right? Where people became conspiracy theorists. A lot of whom are in the wellness community. The pendulum just starts to swing so far to the other side. Like everything is falling apart. And so our solution is always to just like, you know, go to the polar opposite extreme. And there has to be like a middle ground. There has to be. And so, you know, and then the the last thing is like villainizing specific people. I, I hear that a lot in the wellness community now is like people shit talking other people. Oh, that's not the last thing. There's one more thing. We are humans. And I think that a lot of people in the spiritual wellness community forget that. Yes, we are spiritual beings, 100%. But part of coming onto planet Earth, in my opinion, is about learning the lessons that we need to learn here while having the human experience. And so the whole like, oh, we need to send and live in 5D and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we just need to learn how to be good, decent human beings. That's it. And of course, implementing spirituality and implementing, uh, taking care of our souls and our spirit, connecting with spirit, connecting with our ancestors, our higher power, whatever you want to call it, is important. That's an important part of taking care of this human body, 100%. But we are here to have a human experience. So stop running from your human nature and embrace it. 
What's my favorite workout? I honestly hate working out, you guys. I have like this love-hate relationship. I love how I feel. I hate doing it. My friend Arielle from The Bomb Files is talking about walking and she's got all of her new cute merch. That's like The Walking Club. So all about it. I will say that this is how I feel best in my body. I feel best when I work out in flow and in union with my cycle. So the week before my period and the week of my period, doing low intensity workouts and lots of walking feels best during that time in my cycle. And then the other two weeks, I have more energy to go for a run or to do heavy weightlifting. And I only do that. Well, I'm not even doing that at all right now because of catching COVID and everything. But I only do that two to three times a week. So we're talking four to six days a month of actual strength training. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The biggest thing for me is just moving my body because it takes care of my mental health. I'm so over having like a fitness goal. I don't care anymore. I just want to nourish my body with good foods and I want to work out to take care of my mental health as well as my physical health. This person asks, how can you get yourself in the mood when you aren't feeling it? That was like a sharp left, but we'll go there. Oh God, this is complex. My first thought is if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Don't force it. I think the way that your body begins to trust you is when you respect it. I will also say that if you have a low sex drive you might be having a hormonal imbalance. You might you might just be stressed out, right? Like, what is your partner doing to help you get in the mood? Are they just trying to initiate sex for women, especially? And I'm sure this might be true for other genders. Most of the time, getting turned on happens outside of the bedroom. And so I would have a conversation with your partner like, hey, I'm needing more support around the house. You know, and I feel like by having a little bit more support in this area of my life, I'll be more inclined to want to have sex or I'm feeling really stressed out. And as a result, this is what's happening and I am needing this. So I would consider that. And then lastly, could definitely be a hormonal imbalance. I've taken for this exact thing in the past, raw gelatinized maca root. I I actually found out that this works because I was taking it to regulate, to nourish my hormones, to regulate my cycle and reduce my PMS. It also did help me get pregnant with Dakota. So be super careful because it'll make you really fertile. Again, not a doctor, just sharing my experience. It definitely increased my libido. You can read more about it online. But yeah, that's kind of my suggestion for that communication I think is really important respecting your own body getting curious about what the root cause might be and then taking action from there okay lots of questions about the boyfriend wow he is such a gem of a fucking human being I don't even know how I got so lucky uh he is just the sweetest sweetest soul. It's honestly like I haven't talked about him much because I feel like he's just so sacred. Like I don't want everyone to know all of the 
the details because it's just it's like yeah I don't know it's such a like sacred union and I know that maybe to some of you that sounds nutty but the way that he shows up I will just I will say this and I'll give a few examples but then I'm going to leave it at that the way that he shows up in my life makes me feel so seen so heard so appreciated and so cherished and it's just the yummiest best feeling ever he is so incredible with my kids and not only with my kids but with my sister's kids too he met my sister and her children this weekend and seeing him just scoop up the newest baby Astrid who was born just two weeks ago and hold her he has you know what it is and my mom mentioned this too he has the most grounding presence it's like he's like a baby an animal whisperer you can just feel it when he walks into a room it, it almost feels a little overwhelming but also feels really grounding and safe but this man just listens to me he just listens to me and shows up for me in a way that is unlike anything I've ever experienced and it is just the most precious thing to me I had the best birthday weekend week almost full week with him actually because he picked me up on well we got together on Wednesday and then so Wednesday to Sunday. First of all, when I had COVID, he sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Okay, we'll do a little boyfriend brag, but then we're moving on. He sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers. He went and picked up a chair for me that I had gotten off of Facebook Marketplace for my office um, and hand delivered it to my house. Obviously, he stayed outside and like social distanced. And then, you know, I. I remember a few months ago we were at dinner and he he asked me, he's like, so what do you want in your life? And I took a moment and this is what I mean about like just tapping into myself and like my, you know, divine feminine and really getting super clear on what I want for my future. And I said, well... I want a beautiful home with a big backyard and I want chickens and I want a garden where every night at golden hour I can go outside and pick out fresh vegetables and herbs to cook my family dinner and I want lots of dogs and whatever else and then I said to him after I go well what did what do you want <laughs> How do you see your future? And he said, well, I want a big, beautiful house with a garden <laughs> and lots of dogs and some chickens. And I was like, oh, God, just melt my heart. But anyway, right before my birthday, he drove to Santa Barbara and I was like, what are you doing in Santa Barbara? And he was going to this vintage store and he was walking around and you know, I was like, what could he possibly be getting there? And then two days later, I see him on my ring video doorbell thing. And he's carrying these huge, you know, what looked like 
barrels. I had no idea what they were into my backyard. And I'm like, what in the world is he doing? So I called him and he was like, come, you know, come see. So I came and he got me these vintage wine barrels that were cut in half. And he was like, babe, this is the start of your garden. My fucking heart, you guys. The fact that he just like knows, ah, God, I'm going to get emotional just thinking about it. And he's like, I'm going to come and I'm going to drill some holes into the bottom of these. He's like, you have to be patient. Don't just start filling them up. We'll do it together. He's like, I'm going to help you. We're going to put some holes in the bottom and we're going to start you a garden. And he's just been so helpful in like creating this beautiful space. My new home is so beautiful and he's very creative and really has an eye for design. You know, that's his job. He's not a designer, but he works somewhere in that arena. And he's just so wonderful. And then, you know, I had sent him a, I mean, this is just one of the, the many things he did over this week that was so lovely, but I had sent him a story from Becca from Chatty Broads. She had gone to do a pottery class and I was like, God, I'd really love to do this. And he was like, "Ah, it's not really my thing. And I'm like, okay, which I never told him this and I would never tell him this. He doesn't listen to the podcast. So I think we're safe. But I, throughout my marriage with Evan, I would ask him to do things and he would be like, "Eh, it's just not my thing. And so I just like let it go. And I'm like, oh, okay. And every time I would break my heart a little bit, you know, and where did this man take me on Sunday as a surprise? (laughs) I literally cried, you guys. He took me to go to a fucking pottery class. (laughs) Anyway, I just feel so lucky. And that's just like a a blip of all of the ways that he shows up in my life. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful thing. I feel so cherished. I feel so honored to be his partner. You know, and I don't know what I did to get so lucky. He's just wonderful. What are my summer plans? Okay, so I am heading to Vegas for eight days this weekend to take Harper to Nationals. Then I come home for one week and then I leave. My boyfriend and I are going to this really remote place in Mexico. I don't want to say the name of it yet. I'll say it probably after we leave because for just privacy reasons, but we're going there that'll be really nice. And then I come home and I'm going to just do lots of beach days with the girls for that last. Well, I will say, so I think it's the girls for two weeks in the summer. I'm not sure what I'm going to do one of the two weeks. One of the weeks I'm in Mexico, the other week I'm not sure yet. And then the girls will come home and then we'll only have two weeks left and then it's back to school, which is crazy to me. That I'm going to have a kindergartner and a fourth grader. You guys, it's just wild. All right, next question. I really want to get through these all and I don't want to go over time. So 
what would you recommend or do differently in opening up a monogamous long-term relationship? Again, I don't have any regrets on opening up my marriage. I don't. Did I always feel that way? No. I absolutely felt like, oh my God, you know, we would have been married forever had I not opened this up. But that's not the truth. The truth is that there was stuff underlying in my relationship that was present that I wasn't willing to look at and that Evan wasn't willing to look at. And everything transpired exactly the way that it needed to. But here's what I would have recommended. I feel like Evan and I could have both used more couples counseling and more therapy individually. I think we needed more time to connect on a deeper level and to work out the kinks that were present almost from the beginning before we moved any further. You know, one thing that I like that my boyfriend and I periodically do is, you know, we do this like nighttime check-in thing where we're laying in bed and we'll basically do like a little mini inventory. And I wish that Evan and I would have slowed down a little bit more and done that. But at the end of the day, I really have no regrets because I believe that like my life was supposed to transform into what it is now and that I needed to do the growth and the inner healing and the work that it took to have this next level of personal evolution in my human experience for whatever reason. But I think that, you know, being mindful and intentional is really important. And I look back and I can see the ways in which I personally wasn't being as mindful or intentional as I possibly could have been. And of course, that's because like I was excited and things were fresh and new and different. And it was, you know, you know, it was like finally like I'm being let out of my cage and it shouldn't have been like that. I wish that I would have just slowed the fuck down a little bit. I also wish that instead of just going to like a regular therapist that we would have gone to a sex therapist specifically before we started this because we started seeing a sex therapist after everything like blew up but I wish that we had been doing that before but honestly at the end of the day like Evan and I were both two people who have done a lot of work who had a great you know or good enough relationship and you know no one could have expected it to play out the way that it did So hopefully that helps. I think that it can work for a lot of people, but, you know, ultimately it didn't work out for us. And that doesn't mean that I'm pro-monogamy or pro-non-monogamy now. I'm pro-doing whatever is best for you and your relationship. And at the end of the day, it takes two people to want to be in a relationship. And if one person's not willing to be in the relationship or not willing to work on it, it doesn't matter how much you do. It's just not going to work. Okay, how do you let go and move on from a relationship that is no longer serving you? Oh, man. Well, you've done the first step. You're clear that your relationship is no longer serving you. And so the question would be, 
Why don't I feel worthy of being in a relationship that serves me? And what is holding me back from walking away from this relationship? Is it because I feel codependent? Is it because I don't want to hurt their feelings? Is it because I don't feel good enough or worthy enough of a better relationship? What is it? And you need to get really clear on that. And then once you're clear on that, reparenting that part of yourself and healing that part of yourself really helps. And then the choice is, is made and it's, it's not hard anymore because it's like, I know that I'm doing what's in my highest and best good and what's in the highest and best good for all parties involved. And that doesn't mean that it still doesn't sting because it's stung and it still stings occasionally. That's normal. That's just having human emotions. But what it does mean is that, you know, it's not a sting where then you're taking action that is toxic or unhelpful. You know, it's like, oh, time will heal this and I'll be okay and we'll be okay. And I think, yeah, like doing that deeper, taking that deeper look as to like why you you keep wanting to stay, even though you know that this relationship is not serving you is the most important work you can do. And like, what are the lessons that I learned from this relationship and how can I be in a state of gratitude for them and eventually you know, let that person go with love. So we're going to wrap up here, but I'm going to tell you, we have some really, really fun guests coming on. We have Becca from Chatty Broads, also from Bachelor. And she's coming on the podcast and we're going to talk about Roe v. Wade and women's rights. She has a very interesting perspective And she literally messaged me and she's like, this isn't Chatty Broad's content. Like, I need to take a deep dive somewhere. You keep coming to mind. Can we please have a conversation? And I'm like, fuck yeah, absolutely. So that's coming up. We have Serena Kerrigan. She is a TikTok sensation. I'm absolutely obsessed with her content. She is such a queen, a confidence queen. She's coming on a podcast to just talk about her experience and how she became so confident and and how she uses her platform to inspire women. So I'm really excited about that. And then we have two episodes with my mom and my sister. And oh God, just talking about that makes my stomach turn. I'm really excited, but I'm also really nervous. But you guys need to hear this. And you deserve to hear this. And um, my sister deserves to be able to tell her story without holding back. And so I'm hoping that these lawyers are going (sighs) to give us the go ahead. Fingers crossed. So with that, I hope you guys have a lovely week. I, I want us to take a collective deep breath. And remember that in times of lots of stress, in times of uncertainty, In whatever time, returning to our breath is one of the best tools that we have. And so few of us are belly breathing and taking a moment to intentionally breathe is really good for us all. So here's a reminder for that. I love you all. And until next week. This week's affirmation is, I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And so it is. 
If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 